Hi there, Star Wars fans, and it's real. We're back. It's the Jedi Council, back for the first time in five, six months. I believe there's been no Star Wars on Disney Plus during that period at all, so there's been no need for us to comment on anything. And whilst it's probably true you would all enjoy just hearing my voice for the entire show with no interaction from anyone else, I know I would like to hear a podcast like that. Unfortunately, I am joined by other people today, so I am your, well, who knows what's going to happen. But I'm Mr. Contrary, Alice Clark, and today, all the way from the north of England, it's not Jon Snow, it's Dave Clark. Hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. How are you, Dave? Very good, I'm very no, good. No, 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 I don't want to hear, actually, I've changed my mind. Oh, it's no, no, started no. already. I don't want to hear your voice. We've got more interesting people on the podcast. Coming all the way. From America, the first lady of the Jedi Council, making her long-awaited return, Miss Mera. Hi, Mera. How are you? Hi, Mera. Now, what people didn't see there was some lovely jazz hands. And I think, like, I kind of failed the introduction there. But don't worry, I'm not going to fail this time. Going over to the west coast of America, it's 12 o'clock and he's already on his third Budweiser of the day. It's Mr. Justin! Hello, Justin. Hello, Justin. <laughs> now, if we're lucky, it could be a full house today. Mr. Alex Drew could be on his way, but I'll let him tell you where he's been and why he's not starting the podcast. So let's do a roundup first of all. Dave, I don't think I've ever used your last name on the podcast before, and I'm not sure people knew we had the same last name until now. Yes, it's true. Dave is my uncle. Oh! <laughs> I, I think better looking, slightly older brother. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And uh, I'll start the uh, I'll start this one just where I left off the last podcast. Uh, Dave, where's my wedding present? It was uh, thirteen months now. Yes, yes, it is. It is coming. It is coming. Um, it is. Um, let, let's. Let, it's. It's a work in progress. Yeah. Okay. Well, by work, does it mean that you've actually looked at the photo that you have... ran around my wedding demanding was taken for at least an hour? <laughs> And uh, my wife eventually said, please, will you just do this to shut him up? We go and take it. Dave says it will be here. And we are 13 months on, well, 12 and a half, I guess. And, uh, yeah, we haven't seen the fruits of this. Mary, join in if you want. It was a great great day. Anyway, Dave, where have you been the last few months? You're not even on Twitter. Where are you, man? Have you collected 500 new Lego figures? 1,700 original figures? 24... Ultimate series. I don't know. I'm not collector. I really don't give a damn. Dave, what you been doing? Um, I think just spending more time with my family, and I guess less time online. I think that has been the last twelve months. Um, and are you happier in your life knowing that you spend more time with your family, <laughs> less time with us? Yes, of course I'm. Okay, well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. And any other big news? Is anything else happened? We're finally, finally progressing with the extension. Well, so, well by extension, right, do, you mean, do you mean you finalise somewhere that your wife's finally going to let you build your Star Wars collection into a room? Is it happening, yes. Dave? Yes, yes. It's currently with the planning... Um, how big is it if it's with the planning authorities of England? They need to check. It can fit all of Dave's soul collection. Are you building the Museum of the North 
<laughs> I wish. I wish. No, no. But it's it's we're planning at the moment. Um, we've had the architect do up all the drawings. It's now been submitted. Christmas has got in the way, so we're probably going to hear back sometime in January. You hate when Christmas gets in the way of your planning application, Dave. I know, I know. And then, and then we can then sort out the builder, and we'll have an extension, and that will become my office space for working from home. But more importantly, my Star Wars collection room. Oh, big news! Very big. Justin, what have you been up to? So, you know, last 2021, we bought a house. So, you know, with the second year of homeownership, you're just doing tons of stuff around the house and getting settled in. So we were redoing the backyard. We painted the house. You know, we did a bunch of stuff. So that's what I've been up to the last couple of months, watching Star Wars when I can. Oh, oh, I haven't watched anything. Was that a sort of dig at me there? Because as you know, there has been no no Star Wars has happened. Oh, in the right, last few months. right. No, I don't know no what I'm Star talking Wars about. Star Wars has happened whatsoever. I was watching reruns, reruns no, of thank uh, you. the Clone Wars. Thank you. Maybe there was something. Maybe we'll talk about it later. Maybe I'll find out what happened in it. I don't know. I've only watched the first half of the first episode. And so Mara, that hasn't been released. Yeah. 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 Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, a pirate version on VHS, Dave. I got hold of it uh, somehow pirate. from yeah, oh. from a local man in a leather trench coat. That's what used to happen where I lived. Did you not used to have that? Someone no. around with fake no. DVDs from sort no. of China? No? Okay. No, no I also lived in a better area than you. <laughs> I don't think so. You were, still, you were still using coal for central heating back then. It was a fire in the middle of a room, and that was 1995. We still have a fire in the middle of a room. <laughs> See? See? Such savages. Anyway. Big Star Wars talk you came here for today, folks. <laughs> People need to catch up with us. Mara, what's happening to you? Well, um, many things, actually. Uh, mostly, um, let's see. The mo- the Yeah, well, I can't even begin to start where. Um, but I got a new position getting another position hopefully in another couple of months because that one, you know, kind of didn't suit me mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bored by it. So I wasn't challenged. So going for another one at work, still working from home, still causing trouble, um, traveling a little bit more and doing more things for me actually. And um, just sold my house and I'm looking for another house. So um, yeah, I don't know if I'll do condo or whatever after it snowed yesterday and I'm breaking my back and, and doing all that, I'm thinking, eh, maybe a condo or someplace like that. So somebody else can haul my snow. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea to me. Still at the same company? Yes. Yep. And where have you been traveling in the States? Anywhere nice? Well, I went to New Orleans last, uh, this Ooh. past summer. Yeah, with my friend Michelle. We connected after, she does my hair for like over 20 years. And we after my dad died, we started hanging out a little bit more. So we've been kind we've become, um, Travel buddies. So we're going to go to Cancun in April. Wow. So I figured, well, you know, I don't have any other obligations and I can I can do it. So let's do it. I was in Mexico a month ago, a month ago, and it was it was absolutely lovely. So, yeah, Yeah. why lovely. I mean, I was on a cruise ship. It was as British as could be. It wasn't (laughs) a culture at all. I popped out, didn't really like it, went back and had some fish and chips and a warm beer. 
that's how we like to do foreign travel in Britain. There we go. Uh, and next yeah. next stop, you know, I'd like to get back to London and visit all my brothers. So. Well, hey, that sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. That sounds like fun. So, they, so I should tell about me. I got a new yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. That's my big news, and that's what I've been doing. Yeah, as, as you both said, having a house is very, very stressful. I had no idea. And I bought it two weeks before the UK economy went into free fall and everything went wrong. So if I'd waited a week later, I'd have been many, many thousand pounds rich without paying any tax. If I'd waited two weeks later, I wouldn't have had a house at all. So it's been an unbelievably crazy time here in the UK, as you're probably aware, dear viewers or listeners. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's all been good. Dave is coming down. He says he's bringing an inflatable canoe with him. I live on a on the back of a lake, so I'm looking yeah. forward. I'm looking forward to Dave and the family perhaps coming down in the spring. Alex has already been here, so uh, he's not invited back. He's got terrible manners. Just don't don't. <laughs> so uh, yeah, let's get on to let's go on to so, so. I couldn't believe it. This week we got a text because as you know we are excellent timekeepers in the Jedi Council. And we all knew that we had our first podcast. I say we. It was Alex and Dave. I don't really think Mary, Justin, or myself can be blamed for this tragedy. Um, so Alex and Dave forgot that it was five years since they did their first podcast. Dave, can you remember why you did it, how it happened, the great technology you were using at the time? Well, technology hasn't changed. We use Skype, as we're using now. No, no, Dave. Dave, we we couldn't record off Skype. The first time I did it, we had really? to record it through the speakers of the laptops on hope it recorded onto a different oh. piece of software. That's how we did it, first of all. Wow. God, that's going back, isn't it? God, it sounds like it was like years and years ago. It was only five years ago. A lot's happened. A lot's happened. A lot's happened. The world has gone through a pandemic, come out the other side of it. Everyone's working remotely. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we are in a different world. Technology's moved along because Hasn't of that. Indeed. I believe we have a couple of youngsters who enjoy TikTok on this very, very podcast today. I'm interested to hear them talk about more. But come on, so why did you and Alex do it? Why, why, why did you suddenly get a need to do it? Well, Alex and myself had been involved in, in, in another um, social media group, um, an organisation that we'd enjoyed uh, being part of. We'd, we'd been invited to it. it. It wasn't something that we'd sought out. It hadn't. It wasn't something that we'd look for. Um, the person who'd established that contacted me initially, and, and Alex uh, invited us to join them. And yeah, we'd had a bit of a laugh over a couple of years. Um, ultimately, I think it. It wasn't really what we wanted to do. We had we had some fun. Um, it was going in a direction that that we just didn't feel worked for us. Um, so we we walked away from it. Um, and then a couple of months later, we were just chatting. It was like, well, we used to enjoy doing the recordings. We used to enjoy some of the stuff we did. We just thought, well, why don't we do it ourselves? And it was it was as simple as that. It's like, why don't we do it ourselves? Um, so. It was just coming up. It was 2017. It was just coming up to the release of um, the film that cannot be named. Uh, um, We're being polite today, Dave. You can name it. Say it. it. Say it, Dave. Say it. The Last Jedi. Yes. So, yeah, we're just coming up to that movie. Um, 
was it the 16th maybe something like that. i think it was released for the 16th 17th of december yeah yeah it was um and yeah so we pulled together recording and and the rest is history we were then joined by some fantastic friends oh, but that's not really what happened you started stalking people on the you started stalking people on Twitter and tagging them into everything. They had no choice. They didn't want to hear from you, but you, you just tagged them into it, if I believe right. Mary, you got anything to say about being tagged into Dave's post at all? Gosh, I got tagged. I got uh, DM messages. You and, slid into uh, your DMs. I knew it. They asked me to, you know, hey, would you mind joining the uh, a podcast for, you know, be a guest speaker? Because I'm like, what the heck am I going to talk about, Nicole? He only had to say one word, and it was Atu. And so the minute I'm like, I can talk about Atu to my heart's content. And he's like, of course. But little did I know, they were going to make me stay. <laughs> <laughs> Hardly make you. I can't remember ever tying you down. So, so when we used to keep the website up to date, because, you know, we are ferocious in the amount of content we produce on the website over the last two years. I mean, there must be all of two updates on there. Um, back in those days, I wrote an article defending the film that should not be named. And I stand by every word. It was a tremendous <laughs> time for Star Wars, and it's only got better since. Stand by every word I said. Um and I was invited onto a podcast because I'd never spoken to Dave before to defend my words because for some reason, dear, dear listener, Dave didn't agree with them. I, I don't, I don't really understand why. Because you, you, you're making that sound a lot more combative than it actually. It was quite combative. It you might not have thought it was. I did. I was prepared for war. Yeah, exactly. You were. <laughs> and I, I always, I, I, I knew the truth would come out. You see, oh, that did was you? Did you? Yeah. Well, I remember having at least a 20, maybe 25-minute conversation. I can't remember if you were on it, Mera, talking about light swords versus lightsaber. And I remember yeah. thinking, this is a real highlight of my life. <laughs> I remember thinking, if I get through this, if I ever have the poor luck to ever do this again, I'm going to run as far as I can. And here we are five years later. Mm. Justin, what's your story? Were you tagged into everything as well? I think you were because you knew Alex, weren't you? I knew Alex from working at the Travel Corporation. Uh, he had come over and done some Travel work. Corporation? That sounds like some evil empire. <laughs> I mean, I mean, spoiler alert, it might be. But anyway, <laughs> um, no, yeah, we, we had, we had uh, he had come over to do some stuff for, for work, and I had some Star Wars vans on at work, and he happened to comment on it. And so we had a conversation, like, around Star Wars at lunch, and then he had mentioned that, Obviously, I think that was Dave at the time. He said, me and my friend are, are are doing this Star Wars podcast. And he asked me for a little bit of help on, like, a couple things on the website, if I could look at and stuff. Because I do web development stuff. So, he uh, that, and that's kind of just where I initially got started. And then I wrote some articles for some Thrawn books and set up a Discord that didn't ever – I don't think we ever ended up using <laughs> Never. Not once. Don't worry. <laughs> and, I and, once uh, upon a time set up a whole board of suggested content for each episode. <laughs> that never lasted either. Trello. Ah, Trello. Yeah. So yeah. So I knew Alex, and then um, when I came in, I mean, you guys were all here, so I was kind of the the last one in. You're the, you're still the newbie, aren't you? Really? 
I didn't even shut the door behind me. We left it open, but we 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 all left and vacated the room. For <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely did. We've all been out on adventures. Oh, we were so disciplined at one point, Justin. Oh, we God. were doing really well for a and while. Then, yeah, then it we recorded was. once a week at one point. Oh, we were very good at that. Yeah. Um. So because Alex isn't on the call yet, but I'm sure he's going to join us in. Sorry, the podcast. Spoiler: We record on Skype. I regard it as a call. Um. I do you remember the first time you met Alex then, Dave? Because I think he's really. Don't give him a big head. He's a bit of the instigator of this, really, if we're truthful. Apart from Mera, that's how we kind of know each other. So, Well, Mera, yeah, I guess... He was I, stalking, I, as we found out. Yeah, I, well, I sort of knew Mera from... We we were both... I'm not answering your question here, because I'm actually talking about Mera rather than Alex. Um, so Mera and myself were both... Um, connected through what twitter and things like that yeah so we were already connected through twitter um and we'd had engagement back and forwards we had similar contacts on twitter people like sean marwood and, and people like that so we'd had we'd had a lot of engagement we'd like some of the things we'd comment about some of the things so we'd we'd, we'd had that probably for a couple of years before we we'd actually gone where we went um, oh, yes. Sounds yes. kind of gossipy. This kind of chat connecting. We went where it went. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, but Alex, Alex, and myself both work for the same law firm. Um, God, I think it was twenty twenty thirteen. You went twenty twelve, twenty eleven. Yeah, no, I'm thinking twenty. It was either twenty twelve, twenty eleven, twenty eleven, actually. Yeah, it was about 2011. It was. It was about 2011. Um, we both worked for the same law firm uh, in London. Um, I used to spend three days a week down in London. Um, and so when, you, when you're in London um, for work and you don't really, you're not with your family and what have you, you tend to make best use of your time. And so Alex and myself both realized that we had a shared interest in Star Wars. Um, and we used to discuss it over a few beers, the odd meal. Yeah. Um, Very romantic. It a little, was a little, was. a little dinner, some candlelights, and a bit of a uh, bit of ooh, Padme, Obi Wan. Nice, nice, nice violin playing in the background. Oh, yeah. lovely, 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 lovely. Setting the mood. Setting the mood. Normally, actually, my company. <laughs> <laughs> well done, <Dave. laughs> um, but no, so um, yeah, so we we did we worked together for about two two and a half three years maybe. Um, by 2013, it was my 40th. So the pair of us went to Star Wars Celebration, first time that we both went to that, and that was in Essen in Germany. Um, we followed that up in 2016 by going to the um, Star Wars Celebration in London, which is where we met the guy who introduced us to doing podcasts and recording and, and the entire social media um, style thing. Um, and now um, we we have got planned for next year. 
celebration, which you're joining us for, Ali. Um, we're doing celebration in London. Well, you didn't tell me it was over the Easter weekend. I didn't really look at that beforehand, so I hope to, but I haven't got that cleared. I still haven't. Actually, oh, I haven't actually told my wife that I bought a ticket yet for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, te- technically, have... technically, you didn't. So oh, the moment Alex I'm supposed did. to be in Ireland. <laughs> So, full, full error there. <laughs> Sounds like I might need to come out and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. put a celebration in Ali's place when his wife finds out. Won't let him go. <laughs> I haven't quite worked out how to sort this little problem out. Uh, to be honest, I only realised it was a problem about a week ago. Where I just thought, Ali. oh, good news, darling. I'm off to celebration for a few days, and then oh. I discovered that uh, it was it was who, who, who puts it on Easter weekend. Yeah, I, I must admit, it is a strange to celebrate choice, the baby though. Jesus, not the baby Grogu. Yoda. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God, how many fans have we just lost for that comment? I, I am mean, sorry. I, I'd, rather, I'd rather celebrate the baby Grogu. No, Dave, uh, no, we're not going there. This is an upbeat, <laughs> friendly podcast. There's all those is memes it? that Obi-Wan Kenobi being Jesus. That's true. That's true. That's true. So, so on 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 the basis that we did twenty twenty thirteen for my fortieth, yeah. we're doing twenty twenty three for my fiftieth. Are you sure you're not older than that? I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna respond to that. That that almost triggered a word that would have to have a massive R two squeal. <laughs> I've been known to try and get you to do that, Dave, in the past. You get you got very close then. That was a good one then. Note note to self to write that one down. Trigger word for Dave. Um, well, that's, well, that's good. I I met Alex in two thousand and six when we believe it or not used to play football together, and he was in charge of a marketing team, and yeah, he became my boss, believe it or not, back then. And that's how Alex and I know each other, and we would have loads of chats about football and stuff. I can't remember how, but it was one afternoon we were working incredibly hard, as you can imagine, incredibly hard. And he started talking about Star Wars doing books. I was like, <laughs> Alex, my dear boy, Star Wars is a film series. What are you talking about? There's no such thing as Star Wars books, you fool. And he told me there was, and, and I told him he was wrong, which you obviously can't believe I would ever do such a thing. Mm. And it turns out Disney think I was right. There were no books during that period of time. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy has been known to actually say there is no source no material, no source material whatsoever prior to Disney acquiring Lucasfilm. So as much as I'd like to say I was wrong, I can't, unfortunately. No. You, you are officially I right. I wish I could say I was wrong, but I was right. Sorry, Alex. Um, okay. So I have a question for you. This last five years, let's go to Justin first. Has it gone the way you expected? <laughs> Is that generally in life? Why well, you go generally in life? I thought it's a real highlight being on the phone to Dave. Yeah, we're actually talking about. Are we talking about the things that must not be named? Yeah, well, just Star Wars in general, you know, because it's, it's obviously in 2015 we thought we were getting a film every year. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus wasn't even on the horizon. Right. Uh, everything was going to be canon. There was a team that was said to be centrally controlling everything with an iron grip. Um, and, and we were supposed to be getting, you know, so yes and no. kinds of films. So h- how's it gone for you, Justin? It's 
it's gone it's gone good in some respects and and bad in other respects i think you know and i i i don't think there's anything wrong with having that opinion you know i think we've got entered into a stage of star wars where there's so much that you don't necessarily have to watch everything and enjoy everything as long as you like some of it and you still like the story you can keep going with it you know what i mean um yeah, I don't know. I, I just if there's there's stories that have happened that I would have thought for sure if you had told a ten year old me speaking about the books that you were talking about that nobody reads, like that I read, you know, through those through my teenage years that had you told me they were gonna make a Boba Fett show, I would have been all in, you know what I mean? I would have been like, That has to be the most amazing Star Wars show ever and to come out the backside of the book of Boba Fett and be like, okay, so it really wasn't as good as I thought it could have been. And there was elements in there that I liked, you know, that could have been really strong. But then, like, the storytelling has always been a little weird and spotty with Disney for me. And I was more concerned that Disney was just going to, like, turn everything into Star Wars Resistance. You know what I mean? Um, I thought they were just going to aim real young, you know. So then to get other things like Andor, which is much more mature, and to get things, you know, like... Andor? What's that? <laughs> Let me tell you. It is. Huh. A little slow to begin, but it really picks up there. Really Are you picks- telling me they made a spin-off of the worst Star Wars film ever? Uh, you know, I mean, that's worse. <laughs> Is that you, you? You you use that so freely, it loses value. It's true, actually. I do. I am very often saying it's the new worst. It's very true. Yeah. I, yeah. I, my fear for Andor for you, Ali, is that. So, spoiler alert: everyone should know this. In all seriousness, everyone in the Jedi Council podcast has watched Andor apart from me, and I'm not saying I'm holding them all to ransom and holding them up. I'm doing any sort of review show because I've refused to watch it, but I'm not saying that hasn't happened either. <laughs> so, so my my fear for Andor for you, and it is just for you, mm. and and Special. yeah, knowing knowing in part how your mind works, which is is really bad. Um, what do you mean by bad? One one of the one of the things that you have not enjoyed about what's happened over the recent years is that there will be films or there will be shows where there's a lack of consequence or there's a lack of you, you there there is no real drama around the, the main protagonist because you already know the answer um, obi-wan kenobi is, is a prime example of that um well there's often consequence it's just yeah. worse than it used to be well, yeah, yeah. No, 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 not yeah. being negative, not yeah. being negative. Yeah, let's, let's ignore that. But, it, but it's a case of you already know what's going to happen to Obi-Wan, you already know what's going to happen to Vader. So the main main two characters in the, in the show, you already know what's going to happen. I think had Rogue One been released at the same time as the original Star Wars movies, um, I think your view of it would be very different. It was mm. the problem was that you already knew where the story was going to go, and it yeah, could never go anywhere that. else. I agree. I think if Rogue One had yeah. come out in a sequential way, yes. like when the films were coming out, I might actually I could have enjoyed it. But I, just... I think I think you would. I honestly think you would. And I think that will also be the issue with Andor. You already know 
spoiler alert for anybody, Andor has to survive this TV show, <laughs> no matter <Yeah>. what. <laughs> and so that's, that takes the jeopardy away from the TV show for you. And I think as much as you may actually enjoy the storytelling, I think as much as you may enjoy the overall how this fits into Star Wars, how this actually builds the early days as well, I suppose like the the the, the 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 Empire at its height before the, the rebel really became a thorn in its side. I think it will be undermined by your intrinsic dislike of knowing that there's no threat to the main character. And and I I think that could possibly be the greatest the, the... I, I do want to bring the others into this, but I would say to you I have such little interest in the main character and I don't care about him that I think it might actually benefit me on this one occasion because I'm kind of interested in the different new relationships that come out because of this, because normally I deeply care about the subject interest, whoever that might be or what it is about. You know, I'm very much on the camp of how many times can you tell the start of a rebellion at this point? I think you can tell about four or five ways, but because I don't actually care about Andor and I didn't particularly like Rogue One, I've kind of forgotten who he is in some respects. So I'm hoping Mm. that I can just enjoy it for what it is. That's what I'm going. I'm very open-minded on this and I'm very encouraged by what little I have seen and heard is that everyone says it's more, I think you used the word mature, Justin, a sort of a, it's all about storytelling and the way to get there, which I think has been missing a lot in recent Star Wars for me. It has. I would say Andor, as much as, like, where Book of Boba Fett failed, I think Andor succeeds in that, like, its ensemble of characters around him really lifts the story. It's really more about those characters than it is him, because, as you do say, you know, as Dave said, like, we know where Andor eventually dies. So there isn't any jeopardy there necessarily, but surrounding the people around him, like, everybody's kind of in in an expendable state, you know what I mean, at at some point throughout that, and there is a lot of drama in that, you know, there was definitely some, a couple of those episodes in there where they, you know, the pace of it and the drama of it really does get your heart going if you're really invested in these people. They are prepared to get rid of characters as well. Join in, Mara, come on. Yeah, Mara, what did you think? Uh, yeah, I, I actually felt uh, the same way, Justin. I mean, um, not knowing too much about Andor, I really tried to um, um, kind of open open myself to whatever they wanted to to tell me. Really, I mean, what is it about him? But it's not. It's interesting because it's about him, but it isn't the sole focus. And I guess you said it really better than. Then I'm about to stumble over, but yeah, I totally agree. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting um, weaving, I guess. Ooh. For uh, lack of a better word, that's like where is this going to go? What is this going to do? What does this mean? What is this? And but then you kind of like, okay, I'm just going to absorb this and I'm going to, you know, take it all in. And it, hey, this is good. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. So <laughs> see, that infuses me so much because. One of my general storytelling problems with Star Wars is, is that roughly after the second or third podcast, not podcast episode, you can kind of guess where this is going to end in recent mm. times. And I think with this, you can't. So I'm very much looking forward to this. Um, so, oh, that, that's, that, that is good news. So so well, is it all thumbs up then from you? Is, is yes. this a rare 
Jedi Council consensus of thumbs up for Andor. I like it. Yeah. I definitely will say, yeah, thumbs up. I mean, I will start by saying that, like, when I was watching it, because I watched it week by week, I wasn't necessarily on board in the first three episodes, but I was by the end of the third, beginning of the fourth, I think it was. Well, one, one thing which was really good in Rogue One, which I think they've really done well in, in um, Andor as well, was pretty much all the characters you see in Star Wars are uh, uh, 100% pristine hero or 100% dark and evil. And you, you get the, you get even so, even Solo, even though he's portrayed as this uh, scoundrel and what have you, he is still intrinsically just a very good person. Um, who just ends up being a smuggler and, and, and what have you. But in, in, he is still a good person fundamentally. Where I think you've got with Andor, which you did see in Rogue One, but you're really seeing in the TV show, is he is morally ambiguous. <laughs> he really is. And, and I think it's good to see someone who is a hero who is not necessarily a good guy. And he doesn't do the good things. And he doesn't do the things... Mm-hmm. Initially, he doesn't do things because it's the right thing to do. It's almost he does it because he's trying to survive or he's trying to... to to. He's trying to become wealthy or in, independent or just trying to survive towards the end of the first few episodes. He doesn't have a and purpose. No, no. There's not a. He's just. You're right. Surviving. Yeah, he's not a good guy. He's not doing this because he. It's the right thing to do. And I think you see his journey over the the the, the episodes where he starts to maybe gain purpose, but he still remains this morally ambiguous person. And you still see that in Rogue One. He's still prepared to kill. He's still prepared to stab someone in the back because it's a means to an end. And and it's quite nice to see that. Oh, well, well, that sounds interesting. And talking of nice things to see... Oh, actually, it's not so nice now seeing what he's wearing. <laughs> what is that? Oh, it's that, it's that, oh, it's that hideous hoodie thing. Oh, no. what, a, what a beautiful jumper. <sighs> no. Hate is going to hate. It's a stormy. It's stormy Sunday. I love it. It's the last It's got lightsabers on it and stormtrooper helmets. It's the last Jedi in the fleet. It's the pocket, Alex. It's the pocket I can't handle. It's the pocket. It's the, it's the dodgy pocket. No one can you unpick it. that pocket? Probably. It would, yeah. it would make it's, it it's, so much better. It's sewn, on the, um, it's sewn on the outside, so I'd assume so. Yeah. Well, this is gripping uh, podcast. <laughs> in the room, but, um, Alex has appeared. We've all been so nice about you, Alex, on this podcast today. So first of all, would you mind, we'll leave what we were talking about behind, we kind of, it's fine, it was some series that I haven't watched, and yeah, I'll get to it. So, um, uh, Andor, by any chance? Well, it could be that, I've no idea. So, um, as I was saying, as I was saying, Alex, we've all said where we've been over the last four to five months when we haven't done a podcast. Do you want to let us know where you've been? I haven't been anywhere. Uh, Nothing's happened <laughs> in your life, Ali. No, well, no, there's a very difference between being somewhere and nothing happening in your life. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so oh, I'm now a father, which is 
something very new. Um, never been one of them before. <laughs> um, and that yes. you know of? Well, <laughs> oh, <laughs> hold on a minute. What are you trying to insinuate there? <laughs> I don't know. You've been with Catherine since you were like 17, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I've not had much time to do anything else. No. Um, so, yeah, so me and Catherine adopted a little girl uh, this year. We have been in the process of it for two years almost, I think it is, give or take. Um, so the last, yeah, the last um, the last few months have been bonkers. The last, she's been with us now for 11 weeks um, and everything has just gone absolutely bananas, to be brutally honest with you. So life has, and podcasting clearly, has gone out of the window um, for, for a little bit. But we're now in a rhythm, we're now in a routine that, I'm going to be available again, hopefully, <laughs> um, when we start doing more sessions and more sessions. Of course, I'm at work. Um, more um, shows. You're on, work he- you're on a work headset, so, so you feel very, very professional, you know. You're yeah, back in the travel corporation with Justin, solving yeah, exactly. one of the world's travel problems. I don't know. I think when me and Justin worked together, it was probably a hell of a lot more fun than <laughs> when you worked with Dave. Oh, yeah, oh, he now don't put words to this. I was gonna say, wow. Um, okay. Well, it's all right, Alex. We all know you peaked in your first job, so that's all right. Well, when I worked with you, <laughs> <laughs> we've actually been through a history of this of this podcast. Yeah, he actually we all know you. Oh, uh-huh. really? Yeah, you I look mean, forward to listening to that when you'll I, have to go back and listen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Because obviously this this is kind of a and and let me I I'm sure you've talked about this already but obviously this is a five, I can't I can't believe it's been five years Dave. No I know I know. <laughs> um and how this podcast grew from what it started from when it, when you only think about it, it was just me you um and Andy really uh well me and you me and you initially mate it was us really? when we we. Have you gone into our history of how we used to podcast for somebody else? <laughs> yes. You have? Okay, cool. All right, brilliant. Um, I'm just clearly going to ignore everything that's gone on in the last half an hour or so. No. Um, no, but anyway, I can't believe it's been, I can't believe it's been half, half, half an hour. It's half an hour since I've not been with you because I've been trying to log on. I've had issue with my Mac, but don't, no comment, Dave. Um, and um, yeah, I can't believe it's been five years that we've been, we've been five doing years. this. Um, a hundred and something odd shows, isn't it? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what number this one will be. Actually, that yeah. that shows how long it's been since. Well, uh, it's been. Well, to be honest, Alex, we have the worst numbering system ever. Yes, some we are do. Official podcasts, some are Dave spin-off podcasts. If it was up to me, we just yeah, we'd have to. It's, that one, it's as if Quentin Tarantino um, was numbering our podcasts because mm. we're over the show. Eighty. So, Officially, we've done 80. So but this is 81. But all the other podcasts, which are there, as the well, we've ended in the Dave Clarkiverse. It's like Filoni, who makes the rules up as he goes <laughs> along with what's canon and what's not canon. As long as we the Jedi re- Council. The Dave say, yeah, there, yeah, there is, there is a Justin yeah. Cast number one in there as well. There was, there was, it's the one and only you Justin You see, cast. that's what I mean. You refuse sometimes to label them as official Jedi Council <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, Back no, in the day, that is absolutely true. Five years ago, you did do that. I'm, I'm pretty sure I wasn't allowed that when I did um, <laughs> when I did the uh, roundup for Rebels when it was just concluded. With Alex, 
which mm. I quite remember recording in my kitchen. In your kitchen, yeah, yeah in your flat. Yeah, I was not allowed to label that as an official podcast, I believe, because well, there's, there's paddle, there's paddle on podcasts as well. Exactly. A couple of them, aren't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just having so, a quick look. So let's say about ninety. Yeah, plus all the other ones which have never aired. Yeah. Um, I've got all the recordings of all 90 shows. I, when I have time, although it's going to be very hard now, I am a father. Um, I was going to say I could go back and get a lot of the outtakes and uh, boo-boos that we've made over the uh, over the sessions that we've had to edit out over the years. Please don't. That'd be <laughs> hilarious, Dave. Come on. We think we've been threatening this for the last five years that we would do that. So, Alex, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked everyone else after we kind of had a little catch-up, which is... Has Star Wars gone the way you expected it to go five years ago when there was a film every year, no Disney Plus, everything was tightly controlled by a authoritative group and we knew where the films were going hand by hand. It was we knew where it was going. There was a plot line developed. Well it's funny you should say that. So on my um on my phone I had a reminder through the wonderful website that is Facebook that said Three years ago today, I went to the cinema in Greenwich, not with you, but with Andy, to go and see The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. No way. Yep. And we went to a screening where they showed all three of the sequel trilogies back to back. Starting with, obviously, Force Awakens, the movie that should be not named. And then, um, <laughs> that's exactly how I referred to it. <laughs> you have been listening to it. That's bringing in the Harry Potter. That is no. Um, he who shall not be named. Um, Great film. And I've then, said against it. And then, obviously, culminating at the end of that of, of Rise of Skywalker. Um, and I can't believe that's been three years. Well, but you didn't. You didn't culminate it that night, did you? You had a plumbing disaster and had to leave. Uh, yeah, Catherine wasn't well, so I had to leave literally at about two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, because um, I went and saw it with you the very next day. We did indeed, mate. We did indeed, and, and we recorded a podcast from your car. <laughs> oh my! See, see, look, listeners, you're getting inside. We use we use real high tech technology. We we, we hooked have. Skype to your car stereo. Because Dave was on the other Dave. end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> About eleven o'clock in the evening, That's in Romford Car Park. Oh my god! Yeah, cause, yeah, that's right. Because we went to because I kind of met you in the middle because I was still living in Colchester at the time. No, I just moved to Chichester. Just moved. Yes, just that's moved. right. I just moved back into London. Um, no, I didn't ask you to come back to the place where I actually lived and didn't turn up to watch it the night before. <laughs> yes, you're right, Ali. We did record. See, listeners, you're getting an insight here to where we have recorded random shows. My car. Ali's kitchen, you know. I think Dave, me, and you did one live. Well, we did one in my <laughs> in my old office, if you remember correctly, yeah, the first yeah. time we all came yeah. together. And, and Mary, you were in the UK. Yeah. Justin, you weren't part of the collective at that point, sadly. Um, but um, but yeah, it's been it's been quite a ride over the last five years. Okay. In a garage. We've done it in the garage, Dave. Yeah. Probably wanted to hear that. I'm so, no, you, you, you two, huh? <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> oh, we, yeah, actually, I'm pretty sure we have. Yeah, Alex yes. and I have done it in the garage. Yeah, we have. That was great. Was it my, was it my old garage? Your old garage. garage. Your old yeah, garage. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it was as uh, good for you as it was for me, Alex. Great fun. Oh, it obviously wasn't memorable. <laughs> 
Yeah, when when you kind of struggle to um, remember the, that particular point, it's like, huh? Was it worth it? <laughs> well, I remember all the microphones you've had as well down the years that have been, you know, from various work meetings that have become your microphone. You had the, quite a few interesting ones down the years as well. So, yeah. Anyway, Mera, <laughs> let's get back onto the topic here. Uh, did we, I don't think we probably asked you the last five years. Has it gone the way you expected? Uh, to be fair, mate, I didn't even ask you a question. <laughs> you've lost, you've missed your chance now. <laughs> Sorry, he's not asked me yet. No, don't worry. I'm going to answer this in two parts. No, it isn't, but it hasn't been all bad. I think that's pretty much what Justin said. Actually, that's pretty much what Justin said. Let's get into why it's not all been bad in a minute, because I think it will be good to focus on that. But Mera, what what do you think? Well, again, having to you know um, hear everybody say pretty much the same thing. It it has not gone the way. I imagined. Remember, we had this voracious appetite and we were all kind of rabid for new Star Wars content because of how much we hadn't really had and how very hopeful we were about it honoring, following and new stories that we seem to still don't have yet. But um, we're getting them. We're getting them. So maybe don't hold too pressed. Don't hold too pressed. <laughs> One day there'll be a film. I swear it. I mean, just, just ignore the fact that a few have gone awry now. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, I just um, didn't see the direction it, it was going to go in. I and like no one did. Some of it, I was just like, why? I, I don't understand. Um, if it's more than service to old fans, that's whatever. Um, because I'm an original fan. I mean, I was there in 77 and, but I wasn't adverse to new content and new things, but it's almost like why let's stop rehashing, I guess, is what I'm starting to feel. I'm starting to feel like, okay, we've got the same characters and we're and I love them. Don't get me wrong, but unless it's R2, really, I mean, it's, it's, I like to move on. So maybe we could just focus on that before I ask that question to Dave. Do you feel R2's not been used to his full potential in the last five years? What's happened? Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know what's happened. Yeah, I was going to say that. He's been asleep for a while, hasn't he? And then then he literally wasn't in the films, really. I mean, it's an insult. It's a travesty. Travesty. I mean, he could add so much. Exactly. I mean, he could have have added at least three beeps and bops to those films. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He can, he can he can innuendo beat better than anyone. Yes, he can. Goodness me, Dave. Where you got? Where, do you remember when Dave used to be the virtuous one when he was said, you know, a little word was a swear word that we had to edit out. Now he's coming out with filth like that. <laughs> Going to have to get the old RT whistles out when we do the editing. Well, I think we will. What well, everything Dave says, the way he's going. Jeez. Anyway, Dave. In all seriousness, last five years. I I have the same answer. Um, we thought we were getting a movie every year. We'd seen the way that Marvel can pump out three to four movies a year um, under Disney. So it's not Disney. And before everybody jumps on and says, well, Disney's destroyed Star Wars. I don't think it is Disney. Um, I think we all expected that Star Wars going to ramp up production in exactly the same way. They, they, they had a model. We'd seen the way that the MCUs worked. Yes, you do get damp squibs. You, you get the odd movie that could have been better. 
But on the whole, you've got this contiguous story. It goes somewhere. The fans come back even 10 years later and, and the movies will still be multi-billion dollar blockbusters. And I think we all imagined that Star Wars was going to go the same way. And then they stumbled and they stuttered and they staggered around a bit and they've lost their way. And and it's easy for them to blame the old original fans. I think I think that is a bit of a cop out to say, well, we can't please the original fans. You can please us. You can please. Look at Rogue One. You pleased us. Look at Solo. You pleased us. I'm Look at pleased. <laughs> better than pleasured. Um, <laughs> they've produced. They've produced Andor now, which we've enjoyed. They produced the Clone Wars, which we've enjoyed. Um, even the Star Wars Visions, we enjoyed. So they can produce good content. And I, I, I would agree with, with Mary here. The problem is fear. Fear, I think, within Lucasfilm. Fear of doing something new. And so they keep going back to the golden period, which which now seems to have encompassed pretty much the end of the Clone Wars through to five years beyond Return of the Jedi. And that seems to be the golden period for Star Wars. And that's where they think that they can make their money. It's the nostalgia. It's the picking up the 40-plus-year-old fan, the 30-plus-year-old fan, and the twenty late twenty plus um, fan, and they're they're tied into the nostalgia, and that's what they're going for. And don't get me wrong, I'm enjoying the nostalgia. I'm not I, on the whole. There's some really good nostalgia pieces in there, but I want something new. I'm like you, Mira. I want something new. Move away from the, the Skywalker saga. Move away from this period of time. But I think that's what they wanted to do, Dave. And I might bring Justine like because that's did. what that's what they wanted to do. And actually, the backlash they got from trying to do that, and then their biggest result was when they brought Luke Skywalker back in the Mandalorian. Yeah. It's a tricky one, I think, for the creators from that perspective. Yeah. You know, but, they were... but that was still nostalgia. Sorry to talk over. You. No, no, I that agree. Was... It is nostalgia. I do agree, they... but I think. It was because they misused nostalgia. They they tried to hook the original fans in, saying Luke's going to be there, Leia's going to be there, Solo's going to be there, all your heroes are still going to be there, and then progressively trashed every hero within the movies. It's, it's, I've said it before. It's, they'd moved if they'd moved that entire story three or four hundred years into the future had flashbacks of the original cast, the original trilogy, I would... Uh, I'll put money on it. They would have had a much better fan engagement. Let's ignore the fall, the, 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 the problems with the stories inherent wandering around because of directorial and writer issues. You would have had a better fan reaction they they attempted to use nostalgia and then twisted it. I'm super keen to get onto the positive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. So <laughs> yeah, I'm really keen I was to talk about ask what Slightly, can I ask a twist on that question then? Yeah. Can I just so, add a point though? Because I haven't said what I think about the last yeah, yeah. years. Is that all right? Oh, yeah. Just quickly. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I think it's been a wasted five years because a lot of the content I think watching back is actually quite boring. And um, I'll tell you how it's, I've it's, officially it's decided to. No, no, that's why I want to get this out of the way before Alex <laughs> it into a good I discovered, so I flew back from LA to London in February and I put The Last Jedi on and I realised it sent me to sleep in about 10 minutes. And then it went and then I woke up and I put Rise of Skywalker on and again, 10 minutes I fell asleep. I've watched it twice this year uh, on a long haul back from Jamaica a month ago. Good news, they were both there again. I put them on. I never fall asleep on a plane. Sent me to sleep inside 10 minutes. Woke up with a bit of turbulence. Put on Rise of Skywalker. Sent me to sleep in 10 minutes. It's, I think the real problem is, is that not, my dislike has now turned to apathy on the whole thing of what's happened. And I think that is as big a condemnation as I can make about the last five years. Is that a lot of it, I just find it quite boring in hindsight. Some of it's good, and that's why I want to focus on it in a minute. But a lot of the big things, which I thought were going to be amazing, have turned out to be kind of, I, I just don't care. And I think part of the reason we've done less podcasts is because we found it harder and harder to care about some of this stuff over the last couple of years, if I'm honest with you. Um, and I think that's, that's, for me, has been the biggest problem of the last five years, is that caring. So, Alex, do you want to add a twist to that question? Sorry, I just had to get that in. Yeah, so is it then worth distinguishing, very basically, have the last five years from a Skywalker saga, and I'm using that phrase because that's what Disney want to use, <clears throat> has it not gone away from a Skywalker saga perspective versus the way that it's gone from a other perspective? Because I think we as a collective, and maybe not, Ali in particular, we have enjoyed more Rogue One, the Mandalorian TV show, the solo film, and or, I know Ali, you've not seen that yet, but bear with me. And then obviously, Obi-Wan Kenobi was up and down, <laughs> Boba Fett was up and down, but there seems to be more success outside of the Skywalker saga, i.e. the sequel trilogy. So I'm thinking, is it is it worth re- rephrasing the question to be, has the what Star Wars is about in air quotes, the big movies, the temple movies, been oh my laptop's about to drop. There we go. Um, has that gone the way? It's have you been disappointed with that versus what was unexpected, which is what some of the stuff we've got on Disney Plus and those other movies again in air quotes that aren't part of the big story temples that we have. Does that make sense? No. Yes. <laughs> no. So it makes sense to some, but not others. No. That All might right. be part so, of the problem. <laughs> well, maybe I'm not articulating myself very well. So if you think about Star Wars, everything that we have known prior to the acquisition by Disney have been either the movies or animated. Right. When Disney, go on, go on, Justin. I mean, there are books, but even those, they're kind of ignore, ignoring like the Ahsoka book and some stuff like that. But those are supposed to be canon as well. Well, you've got Ewoks, you've got Droid. Ewoks movies. Yeah. Well, well I can't so, even even the, even just the books that Disney has produced that are specifically mm-hmm. supposed to be canon. Like, not I'm not even talking EU stuff that they now call Legends. 
Yeah. So like there is there is a little bit more than just animation and and the shows. Yeah. Okay. And the so, High Republic and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is part of what they've been running up against in, like, the Bad Batch and stuff, where they retcon and change things, and then people run up against that. So they've had their own continuity errors inside stuff that they've produced that don't even touch on, you know, stuff from when George was there. But anyway. So does that then play part of the problem? So the thing that I agree with you, Justin, 100%, by the way, because you know that I'm in with, well, not as much with the comics these days, but the novels and the comics, I'm, I'm all in on that. But for the... Casual, I don't like to use the word casual fan, but for people who aren't invested in the books and the comics, right? You see the movies, or you see now what's on Disney Plus. Is the last five years, from a tentpole movie perspective, a disappointment versus what we have got on Disney Plus in addition, better than you expected? Well, we didn't know that ex- Disney Plus didn't exist five years ago. It was no, never really on on the horizon for us. Exactly. So that that in itself is another question because I know that Ali, you know, we, we've all collectively had this conversation about how Star Wars should be on the big screen. Hmm. But ultimately, yeah, is that your gone. is that your question basically? That like, is Disney Plus what they're producing on Disney Plus is that as good as the temp like tentpole movies? Is that what you're trying to say? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because. No, I've, I've enjoyed. Well, personally, I've enjoyed a lot of what they've produced on Disney Plus. Hmm. Um, is it all Oscar-winning material? Clearly not. But is it? Is it all? Well, none of the movies. Well, some of the movies aren't anyway. But is it top draw Star Wars? Hmm. No. Is it very enjoyable Star Wars though? Yes. Well, again, personal. Um, is it something that I've enjoyed watching? Yeah. But have I gone back and rewatched them? No. Mary, you're agreeing, nodding in that. I'm assuming it's the same for you, right? Yeah. Uh, when you say when you say um, have you gone back and watched them or rewatched them, the only thing that I have rewatched as far as Disney Plus content is probably The Mandalorian. Any particular season or both? I still go back to my A New Hope. Or the original trilogy. Right. Uh, and again, how much of the collective here have we all rewatched something on Disney Plus? I I've rewatched things when we were going to discuss it on a show. Okay. But from an enjoyment point of view, I will always lean towards the OT or the yep. prequels. Mm-hmm. And is that indicative of success? Again, using air quotes, because success is, you know, depending on your point of view. So, question: Does that does the clone see? And and somebody said earlier that the clone we like the Clone Wars, but like I don't know that I can equate the the success of the Clone Wars to Disney because so much of that bulk was done before them. Correct. I think they just wrapped up the story. So for me, this is the Right, I've rewatched the Clone Wars, but does that yeah. count? That's, no, that's I mean? a great point. I've yeah, I've done exactly the same. I've watched. I've gone back and watched it in canon in 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 order that you should. Watch I've yeah, watched it. all the different crazy orders. Yeah. To watch it in. I don't give a about resistance. <laughs> so, but, yeah, but have you rewatched Rebels much. before? Because that is pre five years ago, but it is Disney. Yeah, yeah. Rebels, I, I have because I have rewatched some of Rebels actually. No, I have too. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that was pre Disney Plus as well, right? Yeah, but that, that's what I mean. It was pre the sort of. I think the last was the last. No, the last. No, it was all wrapped up. It wasn't came, it? 
it came out literally as five years ago because we were wrapping up yeah. our podcast. Yeah. And like Mara, I've rewatched Mandalorian and watched some of that. Yeah. I mean, it would. It, I may. There might be a coming day where I'd be like, hey, maybe I'll do you know Star Wars content marathon or something like that. Maybe I'll revisit it then and say, oh, let's just do a rewatch. Let's like revisit this and with the things I liked about it or not. And um, but. To actually just rewatch and rewatch, I have to say it's really just the OT for me. So okay, so before we start recording, Ali asked a quick question of all of us: whether Star Wars, a Star Wars movie, is still in our top Star three Star Wars movies? Oh, sorry, is Star Wars still in our top three Star Wars movies? Is Star Wars still in our top? Is a Star Wars film any Star Wars film in your top three films of all time? For me, it's not. Well. Just to, to to go that one step further, the reason I don't go back at the moment to watching other or to, to, to go watch Star Wars TV shows on Disney Plus is because there are other shows on either on Disney or on Netflix or Amazon or now I've got Paramount Plus as well. So I've now got like four different TV channels. Halo, I loved, absolutely adored Halo, despite I know quite a few people not enjoying it. I would rather go back and rewatch Halo at the moment than Obi-Wan, even though I've only just finished Halo. I would go and watch Picard on Amazon rather than go back and watch Obi-Wan. In 12 months' time, I might want to rewatch Andor because I did enjoy Andor. And I think of all the Star Wars we've seen on any channel, any type of production since Disney has owned Star Wars, it's the best piece of Star Wars storytelling and character development from the ground up that we've seen so far. And that makes it worthy for me to go back and rewatch maybe in 12 months' time. Yeah, the world building in Andor is definitely something that I think Disney hasn't really achieved well. I mean, who here has Tatooine fatigue? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, thanks. That was my that was like the number one thing. I was like, at least we're not on Tatooine when I first started watching it because like I was like, at least it looks different and <laughs> and there's something else going on here and other aspects and things that I'm not familiar with. You know, all so. of those planets in Andor, other than. Um... Coruscant, which you understand, Coruscant in right. the centre of the Empire. Um, other than that, every planet is a brand new planet. Mm-hmm. But I think I think it, it does beg the question: Who were they making the previous TV shows for? Alex has always said, you know, Star Wars is for kids. I kind of think Star Wars has sort of grown up past that in some respects now, because the audiences that really engage are a little bit older now. The kids are more Marvel. Correction. Go on. George Lucas made Star Wars for kids. Yeah, that be but I think but I think I think the mistake they made is, is they tried to continue that. Yeah. So I think things have always had a slightly younger well, change, spin on change, it. And I think with Andor it yeah. might not have and I think that might be a learning that they've had in the last few years is who are we making this for, this Star Wars? You know, it felt to me like maybe you mentioned fan service a little bit earlier in there. I think maybe they, with the sequel trilogy, maybe they went a bit too far with some of that stuff. I mean, you know, bringing back the Empire has surely got to be one of the most controversial decisions in any film series ever. The irony of that was in the books, they did it three or four times. 
but they did it better in the books, which is what they really goals. Arguably, they didn't necessarily do it better in the books because they had more time to explain it. But like, yes, granted, the whole part, the whole part that they could have fixed was at least had some reason for him to come back, rather than just have Homeboy be like, "Oh, we don't know why." But it would have been a big build-up throughout the three episodes of the so, third, yeah. the third trilogy, rather than just being, right. "And he's here now." Yeah, but exactly. then, but then you, you could also then argue that if you go all the way back to Heir to the Empire and the original reboot of the, the story um, with Grand Admiral Thrawn's introduction, with Mera's introduction, um, with um, the the introduction of a clones and clone emperors, all of that was covered in a series of books that were written almost. 25-ish, 30 years ago almost. Um, and that was done by one author. It was done over a couple of years, maybe three, five years for the entire trilogy to be written. But he did that all on his own and he made a consistent and and compelling story that delivered what the fans wanted to see. And that's why it became the blockbuster novel it was, both from a Star Wars perspective, but also from the New York Times bestsellers list. It was it made box office, for, for want of a better word, novel. It was number one in the the, the uh, New York Times bestsellers. It, it was a great story. To then have twenty years later a trilogy where supposedly you've got some of the greatest storytellers involved in this story. And you end up with something that was using contrived storytelling to try and get something to work. It was patchy at best. It was lacking in in character development. I think that's what was disappointing at the end of it. All the anticipation had been there for 20 years. Where can you take this? Well, I mean, that... that... It goes back to a conversation that we've had many a time on the reason yeah, I was gonna say Disney that. got rid of the EU. Now, for all intents and purposes, I I kind of I get why they did it. I understand why. Hundred percent. How they did it though is, is is a very different conversation. The fact that, to your point, Dave, they've actually gone back and you know I think Justin and I we've had offline conversations about this as well. The way they've dipped. They've brought back Thrawn, they've brought back this character, they've brought back this theme, they've brought back this planet, they've brought back this idea. The fact that they've done that, but they've still left Legends as Legends, and I understand why they're trying to build this new world, and I get that. But even then, surely you'd... I don't know, you'd actually acknowledge your inspiration. You know, we know the MCU is different to the Marvel comics, but there's always been an emphasis that Kevin Feige knows where the inspiration has come from. And that's 80 years of Marvel comics. Whereas some of these new, new again, air quotes, new parts and themes of star Wars have come from the EU, but maybe only Dave Filoni said, I saw this inspired me from a different story. I've not seen any other writer, producer, script, screenplay writer, whatever say they're taking this because are they, are they allowed to? Is that why Andor's different, though? Like, from everything because I read... But, but also, is it also because they ask the question, why, continuously? Why is this happening? Why is this important to the universe at this moment? And what does it mean? What are the implications? Why does it join up? Because I've read 
several of the quotes from the, the guy who's, who's created it. And it seems to me more than any other series, he's always asking those questions as to that world building that you were describing, Justin. Why? Where does this fit in? Why does this happen? Rather than sort of being action, inconsequential dialogue, action, inconsequential dialogue, action. And that's kind of how it felt to me a lot of modern Star Wars has been. It's been action over the why, the substance, the theology, which was at the heart of the originals that I loved. I mean, a lot of people give The Phantom Menace a lot of bad crap because it's about like a trade blockade. I mean, it's boring governmental stuff, but at the same time, it set up everything that then preceded it. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, we've said it earlier in, in that Andor does that as well. And, you know, what I want to say, like, I lost my train of thought on it. Sorry. <laughs> my wife walked into the room, but you lost your train of thought. <laughs> Mine just got home. I heard the door opening. I oh, know. I get. I get your point, Justin. I mean, the Phantom Menace for me is still one of my favorite Star Wars films. But it's a masterpiece compared to what's happened in the last. Oh, years. oh, sorry. So yeah, I I remember where I was going with it. So basically, stating that like you know, there's a like the 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 sequel, the prequel trilogy did get a lot of hate, you know, initially when it, and I've said that before on this podcast. It got a it got a lot of hate, you know, and nowadays with the con- context of the Clone Wars, it's elevated it to a degree, and I've made that argument before. So what I'm curious to see now is, is can Disney pull the same thing off with the sequel trilogy? And I think it's a much taller order because it's so disjointed. Mm. Well, they're, yeah. they're clearly introducing things like cloning in The Mandalorian, right? Right. So they're already the making steps. And in The Bad Batch, they're already having these little steps towards justifying. No, justifying is the wrong word, but explaining where things got to in the sequel trilogy. And they're also doing it in the comics. Mm. They've started to drip feed in things that are happening that make you think, all oh, right, so this is potentially why it happened in The Rise of Skywalker, things like that. So where Lucasfilm originally had the Clone Wars to add context between episodes two and three, Disney are drip feeding in it, and Lucasfilm, obviously, between other sources and materials but it'll be interesting if they make a animated show set 10 years before the rise of skywalker which is only six years before the phantom menace uh phantom menace the uh the, the, the new hope part two rise um, of the resistance was that or, or the or whatever it was called resistance that that was set no that was set immediately before um the force awakens yeah yeah, that's right. So that was a few years. Was it not the a few end, years before? No, because the no. end of Resistance Season 1 is when Starkiller Base explodes. All oh, right. Spoiler yeah. alert for anyone that hasn't seen it. Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think I'd, I'd given up by then, so I'd never yeah. saw the end of it. So the, uh, will they introduce a, very much importantly, a slightly more grown-up show that leads to The Force Awakens? Like I know, obviously, in the comics, they've explained how Snoke manipulated Kylo Ren. I'd love to see that on screen. Yeah, I agree. You know, Kylo Ren is supposed to be this. Other amazing... than in Lego Star Wars, of course. <laughs> well, they did do it. Oh, canon, Disney. It? I mean, that's the thing. It is that is canon? It's is that canon. Though? Exactly. Is it canon? Does it count? Because it's obviously. No, I'm, com- I'm being serious. I <laughs> know uh, oh, it isn't. It's not... <laughs> 
you've got you've got Darth Maul, Darth Vader, and Kylo Ren all having a chat in one particular episode. So no. And, and? <laughs> I like how you can suspend disbelief for that, but not for the Last Jedi. <laughs> what Ray? Uh, Ray. Um whilst confronting the Emperor, was having the voices of people that she'd never met. No, I didn't say voices. I said literally in, on the screen at the same yeah. time. It's very different. <laughs> you know, you just said something again, Alex, which I think is kind of interesting, is that I think it's never been easier to decide not to watch some Star Wars content. And Dave just mentioned it then. We're saying I didn't finish Resistance. You know, I didn't finish Bad Batch. I'd had enough of it after a few episodes. I bet there must have been times where all of us have gone... I'm watching this not because I'm enjoying it, but but just because I need to keep going with it. And I've got to a point with Star Wars. See, Mara, like, see, you're using that, Mara, but like, I've now got to the point where, where I'm like, do you know what? I know I'd be bad at watching Andor, so I'm going to wait until it's all out and I'm going to watch it all in one. I'm not going to watch it as perhaps it should be because I can't enjoy it that way. And that's on me. That's not on the producer. That's completely on me. But, you know, am I going to watch Bad Batch too? No, I'm not. I really don't care about it. And I think, so So it turns into being like canon into what is my head canon now? What do I perceive? Because I can miss whole chunks of it now. I kind of um, did that too, though, Allie. I mean, I I watched, I didn't watch Andor episode to episode. I didn't wait for the episodes. I thought I had gotten the whole entire series. I got everything but the very last episode. And I'm glad I watched it all the way through. I, yeah, I think yeah. I had to for me to... to um, because of some other things that had, you know, come about. So, just wanted to say if that. If it helps. I know, I, I envy you. Because there were moments at the end of a couple of episodes where I'm like, I just want to see the next one, I have to find out yes. what the hell Because <laughs> it, it grips you. Now I'm but that's, building a, that's a measure of how good it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, exactly that. And, and I'll take your point, Ali, because like, I mean, Justin and I have spoken about the Sandman offline. The Sandman is genuinely one of the best mm. comic book shows I've ever seen. I agree. It is on the money. Um, I thought it was good. And, yeah, and it shows, right, what you can do with good writers, good actors. It helps that a friend of mine's actually in the first episode, but anyway. Um, uh, so I'm not being biased whatsoever, because I'm not. Um, but it shows what you can do with mm-hmm. everything coming together. And it's such a good show. I've seen that. Yeah. See, I've seen the whole season one twice, and it only came out in the summer. Yeah, it was, it was like what Ali's saying, though. I mean, there's a bit of trepidation. Does anybody else kind of feel it? I mean, we're we're, we're anxious for the content because we do love Star Wars as a whole, and there's a bit of anticipation, but there's some trepidation now. I mean, and I think that was my reason for wanting to watch Andor. Uh, like binging it, yeah. Because I, I think I was hundred percent. I was, I was vacillating. Like, am I going to like this? I'm going to. I really want to like this. I really, really, really want to like this. But what if I don't like this? And I'm going to be that one person that's going to watch the whole thing, whether I'm into it or not, because it's Star Wars and I love Star Wars. Because there's a little bit of greatness in each one of them. I mean, you get a little snippet in in every episode. Let's face it. Even the episodes that were like total snooze. There's some little smidgen, right? Mm-hmm. To be like, oh, oh, well, let me hang on. Let me do this. And then you're like, okay, that's all they did with it? You know, that kind of thing. So I, I think there is, for me at least, there's this, this. I really want to see it. I don't know. You know. 
Yeah. yeah. That that was actually going to be my really positive thing, Mary, just the same as you, that occasionally in the last five years, there's been little moments of that get out your seat or made you cry or did something emotionally. That's the, that emotional connection. I've had that in the five years of the last five yeah. years since we've been doing this podcast at various points, which I think is the huge payoff to Star Wars in general was those kind of wow emotional highs that we used to get more regularly to be honest but they do exist on occasion i just wish they could find somehow to be a bit more consistent in that or find a better way to reach those moments it's often i think that's often the problem is is that they, they, they probably do reach the moment but how they get there to your point it's either far too obvious or it's kind of like well why did you do that well you you wrote an article when you first joined the team, saying how great the Lost Jedi was, we've been into this, and you and Dave <laughs> said how great the Rise of Skywalker was after we watched it. I no, I, 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 I we've all done it. Of no, I like the Rise. Of Skywalker. <laughs> I still like it. You still like that yeah. trilogy? Yeah. No. Whoa, whoa. I like the Rise of Skywalker. Whoa. <laughs> I like the Force Awakens. I do not like the Lost Jedi. There's the important part. <laughs> I, I, I like Rise of Skywalker. I can happily sit down and watch it. Because it's, for me anyway, it's not a film that makes me go to sleep. It's not a film that I turn off in disdain. It's nothing like that. If you take it in isolation, personally, I find it enjoyable. Does it make sense in the context of the whole nine movies? <laughs> Absolutely not. But if you put it in isolation, I actually don't mind it. There's some good action. There's some good fight scenes. There's some ridiculous dialogue, like somehow Palpatine returns, but let's not worry about that. But, in isolation, that riding force is on top of a star destroyer. Yeah, exactly. You know, mm. who cares? Yeah. But yeah, no. But for me, anyway. So, but to your point, yeah, we've all had these glimmers, of, glimmers of hope. Man, like, that is a Star Wars. That's a Star Wars thing. Right? I, 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 I avoided that phrase when I was saying that to Mary, but that was what I wanted to say. But I didn't want to say it due to the cheesiness. So I know what you we mean. We are a Star Wars podcast. You need to be on the nose with these things, my friend, <laughs> because it's what it's there for. You know, I have a bad feeling about this. But, hey. but I do uh, think there is a lot more high quality TV out there than Star Wars right now, and that is a big. There problem. is. That's the issue. Well, I was, I was going to say going on to wider franchises and and wider subjects here. You Star Wars is a unique one when you compare it to a lot of the other large franchises that are around and a lot of the large franchises that make a lot of money from movies. So you've got the DC one obviously. You've also got uh, Marvel. You've you're about to get due to Henry Cavill's involvement um, Warhammer is just about to, to launch onto a TV and, and what have you. Now, and you've got Halo, which I've, I've mentioned before. You've also got the likes of The Witcher. Um, you've got, going slightly further afield, Sandman and so on. Now, most of these franchises started their life outside of a screen outside of a TV or outside of a cinema screen. Star Trek, I think, is probably the only other one that started life on screen and has then dipped into screen and into books and comics and what have you, and then come back to screen. All the rest of them have, have started elsewhere. And so what's tended to happen is, irrespective of whether it's good or not, 
the fans of the original media that it came out at, so Halo, for instance, the original game fans, there are a number of them who have not enjoyed the Halo TV show for bizarre things like Master Chief took his helmet off. It's it's stupid things. He never did that in the game. Yeah, I know, but you only ever saw him on the battlefield. Why would he take his helmet off? Whereas we've seen him in a shower in the TV show. So you 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 get you get people who hung, get hung up yeah, but on that. Dave, you need to remember, even Mandalorians shower with the helmet on. They're not allowed to take it off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's see, crazy heretical sect of them, anyway. So, so, but then, but then you 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 get every now and again, you'll get something that that transcends that different media. Sandman, for instance. I would say the original Witchers, I don't know where the Witchers are going to go because supposedly Henry, Henry Cavill's fallen out with the people behind the Witcher because he's no longer following where he saw the games and, and the media. So you, you, you have these hardcore fans of the original, which I think is one of the reasons DC has never hit the heady highs that Marvel's done. Marvel managed to achieve it by moving from one media into another one, but they drew a line under it and said, look, this is the MCU. This is not the comics. And so this is how you get away with it. And this is the way you get around it. Star Wars doesn't have this as an excuse. Star Wars started off on screen. And now they don't seem to make or be able to make consistent screen content because they're running up against different people with different expectations of what that needs to be. And I, does, I, does that not become apparent due to a certain George Lucas not being involved? Because, to my, very much to your point, Star Wars is his baby. We've said this yeah. before. Everything that was on screen for those six films were all from his head. Mm. The good bits, the bad bits, and all the bits in between. And the cult, I mean, cartoons. But the same can be said about Marvel. I mean, everything was created by Ditko and, and Stan Lee years and years ago, and they were able to translate that. I think I think the difference is, and, and I've heard several podcasts where people talk about it, Marvel created a new way to write movies. Like, they call it the Marvel way now. Like, I, I just don't think anybody's been able to replicate it yet necessarily as successful as them. And I think that's really the only thing is just because it's a newer method. And I don't think it, it's had enough time to mature to the point where it can be replicated just yet. Well, they see scrapping everything and starting over again, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. James Gunn is they're, now. They're, yeah. They're getting rid of, yeah, they're getting rid of possibly the most popular Superman they've had in recent times. Hey, you've got a lot of love for Henry Cavill here, haven't you? you do. I do like him. I do like him. He's done some good I, stuff. I'd love I love the Witcher. I like Witcher. Very strong, and I like. I think yeah. he looks good as as Superman. But was he in some some yeah. bad Superman movies? Sure. But there's been other people who've been Superman. Several of them. This is yeah. Yeah. That yeah, is yeah, a huge have. disrespect to yeah. Dean Cain. <laughs> well, quite <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah. But the, I believe they've also canned um, Gal Gadot. Um, now, I know Wonder Woman 2 wasn't that good. Wonder Woman 1 was one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, and I wanted to like Star Wars films back now. Sorry? Well, that's why, they think the, that's why they think the Star Wars film's back now. Her Squadron film, don't they, because of that being cancelled. She's back on it, apparently. But I've, I, I think there was a huge amount of... And I think we have discussed this, but I do think the pandemic has changed viewing habits 
dramatically and franchise fatigue is a real thing even marvel is not hitting the heights this year it has on previous years yeah, you know and i think even they're it. struggling that because the more content you make the harder it is to control everything and i think we've, we've hit peak fatigue in lots of these things all at the same time be it jurassic park or dc or you know star trek i think star trek's done a really good job but it's because it went away for 15 years before it came back and it has that kind of newish factor again well it depends which star trek, star trek you mean no, star trek, you're right. some of it's quite right no some of it is rubbish so i, I do like, but i think there is franchise fatigue in general and it's partly because no one seems to be able to control these franchises yeah. Well, I think the Marvel writing is still going on, and maybe there'll be a reset. Maybe it will go again. But Disney Plus is such a huge problem because you yeah. just end up with this disparate amount of content and people all over the place that it's hard to have a singular focus anymore on anything. Well, as hard as it was to wait three years for each movie, wasn't it rewarding? And I'm not saying that you have to follow a, a three-year pattern for shows and, and movies and what have you moving forward but i mean a time period between you build up an anticipation you build up a you know um or i mean i did i can only speak for myself with i kind of think that you didn't have a fatigue because you had to wait for uh the next juicy fruit well you were saying that but then following the last jedi I wasn't particularly looking forward to the Rise of Skywalker. Well, I wasn't. So good content, good content has to come into this as well. But she's not wrong. She's not she's wrong. wrong. The, yeah. The hype, the hype before the Force Awakens and the hype before yeah, the last. Exactly Jedi, right. Like that of which, like we only saw it in the prequel trilogy, with like all the, yeah. and you know all the co-joined advertising marketing. I mean, to this day, you see people who collect the old like Pepsi. Prequel, yeah. trilogy, uh, prequel trilogy marketing materials and stuff like that. So, I mean, it was definitely hype, but I was a lot like you, Dave. By the time after The Last Jedi, I was like, okay, well, um, the third one will be what it's going to be. But then I saw <laughs> Solo, and I loved Solo, and I was like, yes. oh, good, they're going to make three of these. But then they then they decided to shelf the other two. But that Solo you know. is still, Solo was, oh, that so galls me, the fact that. But and so- I, I, will, I will stand by this, that... Disney, Lucasfilm, whoever, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, lost their bottle and basically pulled it because Solo didn't do quite as well as was expecting at the movies. And that was down to mismarketing by Disney, Lucasfilm. It wasn't because the film was poor. It was badly released. It was released at the wrong time of the year. There was no hype on the I think the we've gone through this loads of times. I know, I know, but what I, what I mean is you then pull a season or a series of movies that had great potential. But they haven't because... turned it into a series, so they obviously no, don't they've not. have that potential. No, not. But how many fans turn around and say that they really enjoyed uh, Solo after so, the fact? But this is the Marvel problem, right? I read a really good article about it. They've gone from city-ending catastrophes to world-ending world. catastrophes <laughs> to universe-ending catastrophes. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're in Star Wars and you end the Empire... Where do you go from there? And they keep going back to the Empire when it was happening. But we know, we know what there is. And, and there is, it doesn't, it is the Marvel problem in, in some respects. Once you've had the big conclusions, the only way to go is, is something bigger. Okay, but what is bigger in Star Wars than 
the Empire, and yeah. you go but you only years before or years after. Do we know? There's a there is a whole. Well, that's why I agree. Of... I agree with you, Justin. That's what I'm saying. Right. Why, why do you keep staying in this? Right. Spot? Bring in things from outside. Go go far. Go go tell us interesting stories around other things, other force users who've got nothing to do with Jedi. They must be out there. Well, I think they have, and I think they have the perfect in there. And I think that I I thought at least that's what they were doing. And maybe we'll see with the Ahsoka series. But like. The, with the Chiss Ascendancy and everything they did in the Thrawn books, like they've really done a good job of, of doing just that, bringing in an external threat from a different area of the universe that like nobody really knows. They, they refer to on our side as Wild Space and that they refer to there as the Chaos. And it doesn't deal anything to do with anything around here. It has everything to do with the Chiss Ascendancy and those people. And they've built that up very well in the books. I just don't understand why it hasn't been more integral into, like, those things. And like I said, it might change in in the Ahsoka series. We might see, because the, the, they are looking for Thrawn, you know? Well, That's I, I you can't keep having, though, we have a great republic, and yeah. it ends and bad comes in. Then, you know, we create something, we called it the New Republic. And the same thing happens again. It's just like, come on, guys. What is the was, consequence threat? What is it now? Well, I mean, that was a big issue with The Force Awakens was, is like, there's really, there really was no... It, everything about why there wasn't a galactic New Republic fleet is all, like, buried in, like, tertiary material. And so it's like, sure. you don't understand why they've just allowed this threat to just show up and just destroy everything. So... Yeah, but, but that's but, what I'm uh, saying. Like the books, there's other books that they can that, that are legend that aren't legends that are, or, or I mean that are legends and not um, EU type stuff that that were made under Disney's watch by Timothy Zahn, who is obviously proven that he can write. Well, that's where I was going to go with Star that. Wars sagas. So, so you, okay, so we we mentioned or I mentioned previously that 25, 30 years ago we had this groundbreaking set of novels. They were written right. by Timothy Zahn. You then jump forward to today, and Timothy Zahn is the only author at the moment who is tied to Lucasfilm in any way, who is creating a brand new situation with brand new areas of the galaxy. Even even if you go back to right. to the old the, the the High Republic stuff, it's still set within the existing framework and the existing timelines and the existing protagonists ultimately. Whereas where you're going with Timothy Zahn's novels, he's going completely outside of the galaxy and introducing new unknown threats that could potentially threaten what becomes the New Republic or the Republic or the Empire or whatever it whatever it then ultimately becomes. And it's it's him there. He's the great mind that's doing this. He's not doing it as a collective with four or five other other storyboarders who were coming up with great ideas. It's him. Why don't we just give him the opportunity to write scripts? Because he's obviously very good at doing this. Yeah, I mean, just adapt your the stories that they have. They have the source material, in my opinion, to do it. That's all. Well, that 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 is then it's another good example of world building, right? Because the six books he's done now, yeah, he's done six, hasn't yeah. he? He's done yeah. the three set in and around. Clone Wars and that the book he did with Vader, oh, I love that. But anyway, um, the the six books are world building, and if we think of Andor, which has become, you know, people are saying it's some of the best Star Wars since 1981, you know, 
1983 even. Um, <clears throat> actually, no, 1980 to be fair. Um, so if they're saying that, it just goes to show if you've got that single mind who has got this story, let them build it, let it grow, which is what I've done with Andor. And that was, I mean, that was 13 episodes. I must admit, when when it was aired and it was said it was going to be 13 episodes, I was like, and they're all 45 minutes, 50 minutes long. I was thinking, my God, what are they going to cover? Because Boba Fett, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Mando, six, seven episodes varying from 35 minutes to 55 minutes. I was like, it's twice the length. How, what, what are they going to do and what are they going to fill in there? And my God, did they? Mm. It was a conscious way of telling a story and it this is kind of becoming an andor review to a certain extent with no spoilers clearly uh but it, it's then you start to realize that if you take what timothy's on did in the thrawn books if you take what they've done in andor there are people at lucasfilm who have that capability let them run with it because the success that they're getting it's you know people are banging on about Andor winning Emmys and, and this, that, and the other because it's best so best good. Act, best actor for a Star Wars TV show. There you go. Shows it all right. It does. I'd, I'd never yeah. expect to see that. I love Ian McGregor, right? And he's mm. a cracking Obi-Wan Kenobi. He ain't winning TV show nominations mm. or, or, you know, and he's brilliant at being Obi-Wan Kenobi. And, you know, Hayden Christensen was was really good at Vader, but nevertheless, there's still I, I, moments I, yeah. that are I, wrong with Obi Wan, and we've, I mean, yeah. we've gone through this before. Yeah. So you know, and it's and it's, it's ironic, right? We're doing this five years after our first show. One of the biggest highlights for me is only something that has recently dropped. Mm. Yeah. If this is the future of Star Wars, then I am so looking forward to the next five years. See, and I think you're going to still get it. I still think we're going to get a, a, a smattering of both because you're still going to get, as Ali puts it, the Filoni-verse of, of Star Wars stuff. Like, obviously, we have Ahsoka coming out, and, I mean, you know, Heads or Tails. Season think, 3, Bad Batch Season 2. Right, so you're still very much in that portion of it, and I think... I think Dave Filoni's at least earned that right to have those sorts of things, you know. But I'm also glad that there's this salad of Andor over here, too, to, to, to spice up my meal a little bit differently, you know. I appreciate the dynamic of both because one's giving me the fan service I want and wrapping up some things and giving me live-action versions of things that I've only seen animated, and the other one is recontextualizing the Rebel Alliance that I understood as a child. Mm-hmm. In a way that's more mature and adult than anybody could expect children to you know, rationalize. And I think much to like what Ali was saying earlier about, yes, George Lucas did make it for, for kids, but I think Disney now knows that they need to mature. And I think that they did. I mean, Rebels did that. The first season of Rebels is so much more kid-friendly than the last three to, you know, last three of them. Or what was it, five seasons? It's quite dark towards the end, really. It got very dark towards the end. And I mean, so much so that like, you know, and, and, and Clone Wars got like that too. Like there was some very... It's- brutal stuff that happened you know towards the end of that with with the cost of war and and things like that being central themes in those so it's my concern always was that disney was going to go the opposite way and just make it so kid-friendly that it became unpalatable to me so 
I'm just thrilled that it hasn't gone that way. I mean, even in Obi-Wan, we saw some, like, when they flooded those clones in that thing, and you just see dead bodies flooded. Like, there's some very dark points, even in the Disney Plus shows. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think in, in again, we're just talking about Andor again now. There are, there are three different monologues in Andor with three different characters, but all three of them should be up for awards of Emmys. Yeah. Because all of them are so powerful and they're all talking about what it means to survive, what it means to be something more than what you are. And they're just fantastic monologues. The cost of sacrifice. Yes. Yeah. Woo, I got goosebumps again thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, and it's... It's I know I haven't seen it, but man, you gotta you gotta get there. You'll get there, and you yeah. gotta, and you'll have to come back and tell us what you think. And and, and and Andy Serkis, he's so underrated as an actor. You just think of him in a what in a, Andy Serkis? Maybe an, Snoke. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, I, exactly. I made that joke. You just done a spoiler. No. Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not know? Did you not know? Oh, okay. He, he knew. He knew. Yeah, I was um, going to say, I, I made that joke today the other day, saying that we've got a Snoke origin story now. Well, I, hope not. I, hope they, I hope they don't do that. But no. he, he's, he's, he's you always think of him in a chimp costume or dressed as Gollum or something like that. Very much as a CGI character. Yeah, yeah. But when he's just allowed to be him. I mean, to be fair, I liked him in the Marvel movies, to be fair. Yeah, I, like I was going to say, he's great. I was going to say, great yeah. South African. Yeah. He's super yeah. Yeah. But it, I think Andor was a very different way of taking it. A very different way of taking him as an actor and what he could do and showing his acting ability. It was, he, quite... it was funny because I watched King Kong the other day mm-hmm. for the first time in a while. And he's in it. Um, as a as a human, you know, he's not King Kong or whatever. But I like his performance in that was akin to what he was like in like his tone of voice, his accent, very much that kind of London esque. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, this this you know he he really can act, mm. not just throw him in to be a monkey. Yeah, you know, it's or, interesting. I think that's so interesting how people make that that argument where they're like. Oh, he can actually act when it's. I think it's harder to do the CGI stuff than it is to actually act because you're having to do, you know, something that isn't necessarily going to look like you. You have to give something that may not even be a real thing emotions and make people care about it. You know what I mean? And yeah. by the end, I mean, there's got to be at least some people who, who pity Smeagol at some point during that performance, you know what I mean? Because of how pathetic he, he, he can be, you know? And I, I, it's I, amazing I, to me when actors yeah. are able to do that with things that are just completely false and never even existed to begin with, as opposed to seeing a person's eyes and seeing how they emote. Because we can, we can identify with that. We look at that every day, you know what I mean? I, I, I see what you're saying. I, 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 I do agree with that. Um, I think sometimes the CGI overtakes the acting, though, and you see right. more of the CGI and how well, fantastic the CGI so is done. Yeah. And you and almost have... lose sight of the acting. Yeah, and when I, you see CGI, I... you go so much bigger than it maybe even was, you know? 
team. We've been going for one hour, 39 minutes, so we need to start rounding up this soon. And so, as much as I love Andy Serkis, <laughs> as much as I enjoy talking about a film that's great 25 years ago, do we have other positive things to say about Star Wars over the last Mara, time? we need to hear more from Mara. Mara, positive things about Star Wars. About more positive things? Yeah, um, things you've liked. What have you liked in the last five years? Yeah, what have you liked in the last five years? Um, well, I, um, for the most part, I did like Obi-Wan. Now, I know that we never talked with me on Obi-Wan. Um, but um, I did like that probably because of what Ewan always brings to it. Uh, but I did like um, some things of it. Some things I could see the arguments for both. But um, <clears throat> but I can kind of, uh, for me, I can kind of make things weave a little bit more into the original trilogy than, than maybe some. I don't know. I'd have to discuss it in, in more detail. But I, I did enjoy that. I have enjoyed uh, the Mandalorian, not because of Grogu, but because of um, I'd like to see more focus on Mando. But, you know, I mean, there's been some snippets for me. I'm still wanting more Star Wars because I I love Star Wars. And yes, my all time favorite movie will always ever be A New Hope, which I will always call just Star Wars um, for many, many reasons. Um, and I think there's so much potential Um but yeah, I mean, I can't say that I have loved every minute of everything. I think, but I kind of said it before about the snippets and the smidgens and the tidbits that I've liked that kind of have kept me engaged. Um, I would like to see, um, but that's getting into the the future of Star Wars and and new stories. Um, so you know, you didn't ask me about that. You asked me about what I've liked about the last five years and. You know, The Force Awakens, I really did enjoy. I mean, I thought that it was kind of, you know, it was a new hope, but differently. And there was so much potential that we could have had in that story to the end that um, didn't have to go where it did. But I, there was a lot of it that I, that I did like, so, because it was, not so much nostalgia for me, because I don't like getting stuck in nostalgia. I like revisiting things. I like a, um, what do we call a homage? Kind of a, 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 hi, here's a little gift for you of, you know, a tie-in or, or a insinuation or a little, um, what do they call it? If uh, somebody does a, a character, if, like if a popular uh, actor comes in and he, he's only there for a couple seconds. What do they call that cameo. again? Like a cameo. Yeah. So, you know, maybe a little cameo, maybe a little like a short uh, suggestion of what was before and how they've, then they build on that and then just go opposite or they go out beyond what they did. So anyway. <laughs> Can I then ask you all if this is possible if you had to pick one high and one low from the last five years what would it be of course star wars related you know because being a dad beats all of it uh for me so i'm not going to include that clearly um but if you could pick one high and one low 
Now, as I ask the question, I'll actually go first because I'm going to give you guys some time to think. The, the, Ali, go on. I mean, I can go next. I know. What Justin, the last I, five I've, years. I've got mine. I've got mine. Just in the last five years. Yeah. Yes. All right, go on, then, Ali. You go first. Go on. Then. You go. Luke Skywalker, like Luke Skywalker's proper return in the Mandalorian season two, because it made me smile and it made me cry. That was the real highlight of the last five years for me. Low light was the end of the Rise of Skywalker because I felt like it completely changed the original trilogy stories in a bad way. Can I add a caveat then to my question? Okay. That is not a sequel trilogy film. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Oh, you have to tag me back in. Sorry. No, the only reason why I'm saying that is because we would all say the last well, Jedi. Or we how would long have we got for this? Star. No, I know. Well, I know. I've got. Well, okay. Okay. So I mine mine is the sequel trilogy, but you hear me out. So my, my, so we got five, a five year spread of time here. My low point was walking out of the last Jedi. My high point was switching off the TV after watching Andor. Because for me, it's a case of that's how bad it could be. And I think I said before, if Andor is a measure of where Star Wars can go, I'm Mm. looking forward to the next five years. But you didn't answer the question, Dave. Uh, yeah, yeah. I need a few minutes if I'm going to think of a low. Uh, actually, no, you I, got yours then, Alex. You said well, you have yours. Well, we're yeah, no, I've, I got, do. I do. I've got, I've got mine because I thought it's easy to go with the Last Jedi and the way the Rise of Skywalker just went completely wonky. Um, so, excluding the movies, so the low for me was that dumb biker gang in the Mandalorian. <laughs> I, I genuinely had zero. <laughs> idea why it was thought of as a good thing to have in this particular show considering where it's gone that for me was ridiculous i mean i'm sure there are others but that's the first thing that i thought you of. Mean I was book like, of Boba Fett, right? oh sorry book of Boba Fett. thank you yeah not my okay name. um sorry yeah you're right because like i boba fett is still one of my favorite characters um and i had such high hopes for that particular show that some got met, some did not. And when it didn't, it really, really disappointed me. And that was one of them. On that planet, in that way of living, to have those mods on bikes, I was like, just stop. Mm-hmm. Just stop. That was my low. For me, one of the highs was Andor. It just blew me away in terms of world building, storytelling, the way it made the Empire look as evil, menacing, cunning, horrible, disgusting as we expected them to be back in 1977. Granted, I wasn't born in 1977, but you know what I mean. Because it has it hit on everything from its main plot to the subplots to the intertwining conversation pieces to the peaks of those monologues that you said earlier on, Dave, because there's one where they talk about the treatment of the, an oppressive government and everything that's in that is relevant today. 
Sorry, Ali. Um, it is. But that was for, oh, so that's why I've got those. What two. you didn't hear was me doing this. La 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 la. So that's my two. And again, if you think about what my two are, they are on Disney Plus products. I loved Solo. I loved Rogue One. Vader appearing at the end of the Rogue One was a close second high because that that scene for me blows me away and I love it. Outside of five years, so it was 2016. Oh, yeah. All right, ignore me. Let's <laughs> with Andor then. Carry on. Who wants to go next? and I'm like are you pointing to me um, <laughs> so I have to say that um, emotionally the uh, when when Atu came around Luke Skywalker I did get kind of the Skywalker I knew it was him I knew it was him immediately obviously I think most of us could probably figure that out I, I knew it was him in the X-Wing and I knew it was coming I loved seeing him Luke in his um, the way he was supposed—not supposed to be, I guess—but his his growth, his confidence is is whatever. I liked the fluidity 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 of him, but for some reason, when when Atu came around, I I I just I bawled like a little baby, and I'll I'm not ashamed to admit it that that was pretty much my high 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 point because he's just beautiful. He's just absolutely beautiful. I didn't care about anything else. I didn't even expect him to be with Luke. I mean, right? I mean, usually uh, two Luke hand in hand. I didn't think that ah, he's not going to bring out. He's coming. He's going to get Grogu. He's gonna... But when he uh, two came around, and it was just like that was the whole thing for me. <laughs> I admit it. I adore that little droid. No joke. Now it's out in public. How much I really like him. My low point. Um, and it can't be the sequels. Um, <laughs> I would say at the end, uh, well, the mods come kind of, you know, the, the the little bikes kind of up there for me. But I have to say at the end of Bubba Fett, they go through all of this. They He, he goes through this to, to make his, you know, stance and his position and his whatever. And the last line he says I don't think I want to do this. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> we just went through a whole series of you coming back out of a sour stomach for whatever reason. You you gave this, you know, um, relationship with the Tuscans. And I can get that. I can go there. I can whatever. And then uh, even with the bikes and the like, what the, sorry, you have to bleep it out. What the hell we're going to go through to this. And then all of a sudden, oh, I don't care now. I'm like, I'm going to smack you. <laughs> I was livid, and I almost shut it off, but I wanted to hear the, uh, the, the, the theme song again because that was the best part of it for me. <laughs> uh, have you got yours, Justin? Mine is very similar to Alex's. Um yeah, the book of Boba Fett is probably the lowest in the last five years because it was the thing that I had the most hope about. And three out of, what, nine episodes didn't even have the titular character in it. So it was a big, that was probably my lowest low. Cause, and they were the better episodes. 
<laughs> I mean, it really is what people talk about. Like Mara just said, like that's her highest high for God's sake. Well, some of them. I mean, I mean, the other one was in the Mandalorian, but so mine is very close to that in terms of my lowest low. Um, but in terms of the highest high, I would say it's it's gonna be a tie. Andor is great because, like everybody said, it it does it does make the Empire a real threat. But I will say that Obi Wan just massacring a village in Obi Wan in the Obi Wan show is, and then double down on him murdering all the kids in the in the thing. Like I didn't oh, think yeah. Disney had it in him. I thought they were gonna retcon that and somehow make it make it more you know acceptable and things like that. And it's just. For the first time, you can really feel like Darth Vader is an actual, like, hardcore threat, you know what I mean? And not, because, like, as much as I love A New Hope and things like that, the fight scene in it isn't great comparatively, you know, now that we've got people who have, you know, with CGI and, and other such things like that, you know, so... I'd say I'd say that would be my highest highs is that they that they finally started telling empire stories that kind of blur the lines and stuff like that and and start to make things a little less night and day on who's who and what's what. Cuz as we said everybody in Andor is is of some sort of gray. I wouldn't necessarily mm. call them the heroes, but they're also not necessarily as bad as what they're fighting against. So, you know, it does give you those moral questions to morally ambiguous yeah more yeah yeah thank you thank you thank you yeah can i and have my lowest that, low as well in a minute what's that i know what my lowest low is and it's because it's kind of stuff that you've been saying but a different episode okay thing. all right well then with that ali and well mara close your ears it's definitely kenobi uh i think what they did to that character was disgraceful the first three episodes were awful but the idea that he could have beaten Darth Vader and the way that they left that I felt was up there with what they did to Luke in terms of the character change I just I cannot get my head around why they did that twice twice and he could beat him one-on-one with the force like that was like why would you do that to Darth Vader why would you do that to I I I just I I remember that's the thing the episode itself fun to watch the consequences of it not so fun and i think that that would be sort of a lot of what disney have done but i would throw a curveball in for the best thing in disney in the last five years alex rise of resistance the ride at disney i would say that <laughs> might be the best thing that they've done in the last five years because that could be the best ride in the world mate you have just topped yourself there um i'll tell you well does that count well it is canon the ride is canon, yeah. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's canon with Ray I've and everything. I've still never been on it. It's amazing. It is, it is the best ride around. I, I, I've done that ride back to back. I've done it four or five times. Every time I've done it, I've come off going, what have I just witnessed? And it, in a good way. Um, yeah, ironically, it's set in the sequels. In the sequels. So yeah. one of the worst part of the cinematic experience of Star Wars is one of the things that the that oh that and that and a ronto wrap a ronto wrap is delightful does it does that count as being canned? it does count it definitely um, counts it's food they brought contra- yeah, i had yeah. to be mr contrary at some point and there you had it right at the end i think well, it's yeah. the theme park right is the best bit of star wars in the last five years that's yeah if that does count which you should do 
I yeah, I might have to agree with that. Yeah, yeah. No, well done. No, I like that. Okay. Lord knows Disney wants it to be canon as much as possible. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. They're trying. So, okay, can I top that? Does my experience of building a lightsaber count? I don't know. Not my, not just, it, it was brilliant. It was genuinely one of the best <laughs> things I've ever done in the Star Wars, in Star Wars like ever. Anyway, Dave, you've not done yours yet. Okay, so I can't do sequel. So I'm I'm going to go with Ali and say Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, is the worst. Well, it's it's sad because I think it was. If it, it if the original trilogy had never existed, then I would say that Obi Wan Kenobi was absolutely superb. I loved it from the visuals, from the interaction between him and Vader, the fight scenes, everything about it. I, I enjoyed every episode if the original trilogy never existed. But the consequence of the original trilogy means that Obi-Wan Kenobi is the worst thing to come out of Lucasfilm in the last five years. Um, but then I stick with Andor. Has been we have to give Mera a right to reply on this at some point. We have yeah. to uh, give her a right to reply. Yeah. But you and yeah. I are so yeah. aligned on that, Dave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's it, it, it's more frustrating because I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. You got so, on the bus. Yeah, I got on the bus and I enjoyed the bus ride. But then I got off the bus and I thought, where the hell am I? It took me to somewhere I didn't want to go. And that was the problem. Just interestingly, just Mary just mentioned the Mandalorian end of season two when Luke appears and then R2 appears. Um, we recently, I, I didn't, but the boy, which one was it? One of my boys had it on. Um, I don't know if it was boy number one or boy number two, to be fair. But one of them had it on TV. And um, Boy and number one, one and boy number two, you have a literal favourite that you've labelled them one and two. No, it's by age. Well, I don't know. It's not how it came across to yeah. me. First, first born, second born. I don't know. Which Parents do that. Um, but anyway, um, I'm glad I've only got one now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easier. Um, but um, no, so so whichever one it was, they were watching that episode. It might have been William actually. Um, there you go. I do actually know the names of my son. Um, so the we were watching the end of that season two of The Mandalorian. And the scene with Luke appearing and walking through the the cruiser and destroying the various different battle droids, uh, that's fantastic, and I really enjoyed it. What they should have done, and and again, this is just me, um, they should have had Luke's theme tune playing while they were doing that. I think what it was lacking was Luke's theme tune. And and it, it it becomes a little bit when I was watching it, and and literally I did stop whatever I was doing. I actually stopped to watch that entire seven or eight minutes worth of footage, because it is it is very very good footage. But it, without that soundtrack tying in, it became a little bit sterile. It needed the right soundtrack to it. So before we do wrap, 
mirror any comeback to that complete dissing of Obi-Wan Kenobi? Not that would take a minute. <laughs> <laughs> now we have so our next episode. How I tie it in and how I make it uh, make a little bit, con- con- give it some continuity. Stay we'll tuned. Save that. We will save that for our next episode, Mara, and we will give you the floor. We will all go on mute, and it is all over to you. So, uh, Ali, did you introduce? Because obviously, I've just come in. Uh, no, no, you're wrapping it up, Alex. Don't worry. A, do you yeah. think I can remember what I've got to say? <laughs> <laughs> I can. Why do you think um, you're doing it? <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So, Justin, um, <laughs> you've got a recorded version. <laughs> yeah, we can just tag that on. Before we do finish, um, I just want to get your final thoughts, guys. So, I'm just going to go with the order that you appear on my screen. Justin, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, I'm looking forward to Ahsoka and the Acolyte series. Good shout. Mr. Contrary. As we're summing up five years of us being a an ensemble, a group, I think it's it's really funny to look back, not only where we were with Star Wars at that time, but also where we were individually in our lives and how friendships have grown through this very odd podcasting medium in many, many ways and that we're all kind of involved in each other's lives in a, in a lovely, lovely way, actually. And I, I would say for Star Wars, for me, it's not been a great five years, but in terms of getting to speak to my friends at one point every week, but not so much over the last couple of years, it's it's been a real privilege to connect with you all and connect with our followers on Twitter and have conversations which may be, you know, good or bad, but we've had them. And um, I'm just I'm just so glad that after five years, we've still got things to talk about. We've still got things to really think about in the future and agree and more than likely disagree about. And I think that's kind of really what the heart of the Jedi Council is. It's not Star Wars is the topic we discuss, but actually it's really about five people whose lives have kind of interacted during that period and have grown together through some of the toughest, in some people's cases, and best in others period of their life. And I think that's um, that's what I'd, I'd, I'd end on. Is, is, is It's been quite the journey, and I'm looking forward to it. Going on, that's what I'm going to say. Can I just say, you took that in a way I did not expect. I mean, right? I don't disagree. I just did not expect it to go that way. That's great. How do you follow up? How does anybody follow that? I was going to say, well, thank you for saying it, though, mate. And yeah, um, I could try. <laughs> on, my, on my screen next is actually Dave. Uh, so I can't, I can't top Dave, that. Good luck, mate. I can't top that. No. Yeah. I, thank you to each of you. You're welcome. Yeah. For, for, for putting up with the rambles. Yeah. Um, and, and I extend that out to the 4,000 plus people that, that interact with us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and on our videos and our YouTube and our podcasts. Thank you for listening to us, putting up with us, 
inviting us into your house to listen to us, to watch us, to laugh with us, um, to despair with us, to disagree with us. It makes a difference. You don't have to agree with everything we say, but we value your input. We value what you say. We value your thoughts. We may not agree with you, but we still value it, and everyone's opinion matters. At the end of the day, liking Star Wars or not liking Star Wars isn't going to see someone die. It isn't going to see someone um, go through poverty. It's, it's an interest, and we've all got that interest. And having a different opinion about it doesn't matter at the end of the day. There's much bigger things happening in the world to have a proper interest in and to actually be passionate about and actually get angry about sometimes. Star Wars isn't something that you should ever fall out with other people. Absolutely. Dave was right. He really couldn't follow me. (laughs) I was going to say... um... So I'm Mary's next, <laughs> and I'm thinking, what are you going to say? <laughs> what am I going to say? Because I'm, I'm a bit like, no, you want another go? <laughs> no, I'm glad I went first. Thank you very much. <laughs> kind of, kind of to build on. To, frankly, I, I, I admit, I kind of would probably go down the avenue that Ali did, because you know, so much. Who I had no idea. That I would even be, um, uh, sorry, even my uh, phone is Obi-Wan. Um, <laughs> so, but the thing about it is, is that I, speaking from a, um, a female point of view, never thought that I would even have an opportunity to enter the boys' world of Star Wars. I had to secretly love Star Wars. I couldn't even feel comfortable talking about my passion for Star Wars until I started working for a movie theater and I was a manager there. And the kids there, who are not kids, encouraged me to be a nerd about it. because, And that was in my early 40s. I mean, so for me to be invited by you to be a part of a podcast to talk about something I was passionate about is something that I can't even put words to. And you guys have, and the friendships that I have developed with you, I literally think of you guys as my brothers because you have helped me and weathered through things of grief and my compound grief of losing my parents and my brother unexpectedly. That, you know, it came out in ways that even surprised me. I mean, you guys have also dealt with, you know, my girly, you know, up and down and emotions all around um, with great aplomb and grace and and love because you're like, you're probably sitting there going, what the heck is wrong with Mara today? Why is she saying? But you didn't you didn't give up on me. You didn't, you know, get angry with me. You didn't, you know, it takes a lot for me to be myself with that because I'm so used to other people judging and coming back on and being hard on me like you should or you shouldn't do that and you shouldn't who knows how you're going to go through grief until you go through it but you guys literally have been there through that journey with me 
and have accepted me as I am, letting me talk about Star Wars and go on and on about um, my droid crush. And, and yeah, we laugh about it, but you accept that and you welcome me and you want to talk to me about it. And you still want to talk to me about it, even though I've gone through flights of fancy now. <laughs> and it's just like, because sometimes my words don't always come out the way I'd like them to, especially my typed words. And I'm learning that at work too. But, um, but seriously, I have not ever felt so welcome, such a part of a group and a family as with you guys. And I thank you and love you for that. Thank you. Jesus Christ, Meryl, how the hell can I follow that? I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> so my final thoughts. Um, <laughs> oh, geez, I need a bottle of whiskey to follow that. My um, so thank you for Andy for what he did. Um, uh, it's been it's been an up and down five years, let's be brutally honest. Not just in terms of Southwalks, but in terms of life. Yeah. Um, as you well articulated, Meryl, uh, I'm not even going to try and copy that by any stretch of the imagination. But the fact that we are sporadically, clearly, still doing this, mm-hmm. sporadically still being together, and hopefully it can become more frequent again as it was, <clears throat> the fact that we are being asked by people on social media, where are you? What are your thoughts? What are your views? When are you coming back? Mm-hmm. The fact that it took, I think it was Star Wars News now, I think it was the name of the um, YouTube, uh, sorry, the, the Instagram and the Facebook and the Twitter channel that told us we were five years old. Well, who knew? I miss, We missed our own five-year-old birthday. Um, and it's it's interesting how as a collective we are still here. When you think, and I touched on this when I first jumped back, jumped on on, on the um, on the show, Dave, that it was just you and me. I mean, we spent many a year just chatting absolute nonsense about Star Wars, <laughs> um, from comparing cufflinks at work to you know. Going to Germany, and, and I'm looking forward to going to celebration next year. That's one thing. I, of all the things I'm looking forward to, that Star Wars related, really looking forward to that. I still um, remember falling out of that taxi in Germany. No, I have a better image of you, mate. You were sat on the floor, absolutely <laughs> twisted, and you emptied out your bag because you couldn't find your mobile phone. And it was like four o'clock in the morning in Germany, and it was in your pocket <laughs> um but more stories about drunken dave on another episode um, but there's, there's there's a lot that we have been through as a collective of fans we've been accused of some absolute nonsense on social media um <clears throat> i got called a gammon once that was quite interesting <laughs> i'm like i'm not even close to being a gammon mate you've got no idea but anyway um and it's it's been a it's been a good five years, and I've enjoyed bringing together people of different backgrounds. You know, I've had the pleasure of working with Dave, Justin, and, and Ali. Mera, one day you never know. Uh, <laughs> I've had the pleasure of knowing you and meeting you all in person. Um, in fact, I might be the only one that's actually met Justin in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. 
it's it's been good to have a collective of people who are like minded on a particular topic but then indulge you on when you get to know people you do get to get to have other conversations about other things um so i think what's been my final thought and i am getting there is that i just wanted to carry on i really do you know we are we still have a good time when we chat about star wars even if the content can be somewhat harsh even though the somewhat critical but it's coming from a place of love for for four of us maybe not Ali. Um, i mean factual factual <laughs> all right factual factual content um but the the emotiveness is coming from a place of love and loving the franchise um and it's it's really good because the fact that when you think about it we've been quite critical yet we still love star wars whether that's your star wars film whether that's an episode of this or or a comic book of that we still come together and love star wars and that is powerful enough to bring us all back together behind the microphone so my actual final thought is all of that plus i can't wait to get behind the mic again mm. you know um i'm pretty sure it'll probably be in the new year at this rate in summer <laughs> <laughs> um or in or in person at celebration who knows if we're lucky enough to do that but nevertheless i'm looking forward to getting behind the mic at some point in the new year probably in january that'd be nice and we can explain about all of our Christmas presents that we've got that are Star Wars themed. I'm sure we'll get some. Um, I'm wearing my Christmas Star Wars jumper now, hence the mockery when I joined. Um, <laughs> Ali, you should take your jumper off because the Soics have just lost. Um, <laughs> sorry, Mera, I know that's for you as well. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, this has been a great collective and I can't wait to talk about more Star Wars. So that's my final thought. And with that, Ali, go on. We are the Jedi Council. You can find us on Twitter very rarely. You can find us on Instagram even less. Don't even bother looking at our YouTube. There's been nothing on there for a year. And then definitely don't try and listen to old podcasts because you won't find any for the last six months. Five months. Uh, that works. And if you want to go on the website, geez, I don't even know why we even bother with that thing anymore. And may the folks be with you. Greatest <laughs> no. ad man in the business. I, all of that. But, I mean, if you do want to listen to our back catalogue of five years worth of content, go to anywhere you listen to your podcasts, whether that's YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, iPod, um, your iPhone, what's it, the Apple Apple podcast app, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're on there. All those channels that we clearly don't use enough, as per Ali's similar con- uh, conversation just a second ago. And is there anywhere else? I don't think we're not on TikTok. Although apparently but we, aren't, but we have TikTok users in the group. That could change. That I was going to say, we aren't. I, I made the comment the last time we met that we were too old for TikTok, and apparently we clearly are not. No. So if that's the case, who knows? Dave is going to do his best Captain Rex dance impression, apparently. That's nice. Oh, dude, I would pay money to see you dress up with a Captain Rex hat and do a TikTok dance. Yeah. That actually might work. How much? <laughs> um, how, much? much? <laughs> how much? How much? Not. Um, yeah, I don't think we'll become millionaires overnight, Dave. No offense, mate. Uh, <laughs> but we are off. Thank you very much for taking the time listening to us for the last almost two hours. Over two hours. Two hours, two hours. 15 minutes. Sure. We have had a great time being with you. We hope you've had a good time having us back. 
and we look forward to doing it again. May the force be with you. Always. Oh, there you go. Another one in the can. Remember, the force will be with you. Always.